Welcome back to the Health Triad Method podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about high-intensity interval training versus low-intensity steady-state training. We're going to be talking about what it is, how it works, what's going to be the best methodology for you to use, and how it could affect your health and well-being journey. We're joined by head coach Stacey, transformation coaches John and Chris, and doctor of cardiovascular medicine, and transformation coach Dr. Jyoti Patel. Here's a quick snippet of what to expect in our podcast today, and then we'll get into the main body of the discussion. The way that I would look at it from a coaching perspective is, if somebody's coming in and their physiology is gonna drive the program, so the way that they are sleeping right now, their digestion, their ability to recover, everything else that's going on in their life, whether it be work and family, their heart rate, their blood pressure, these metrics will give us a really good understanding as to what somebody needs right at the very start and where they could potentially move to within a journey. So we're joined by the lovely team today. We're going to be talking about high-intensity interval training and low-intensity steady-state training, so HIT versus LIS. And we're going to be looking at some of the, the nuanced com- conversations that come into this subject. I mean, we get asked this question all the time which one's the best one for fat loss or which one's the the best one for a certain goal. But I think it's really important to understand the differences between the two first, and then we can build upon the conversation from there. So HIT stands for high intensity interval training. So true HIT is very, very high intensity work periods and then full recovery so that you can maintain the performance from set to set. So (laughs) it's, Basically, people will refer to any workout that gets your heart rate up as HIT. It seems to be like the buzzword for, for years now, you know, like, oh, do this HIT workout. And what you're actually doing could be anything from like just a, a general cardio dance class to like aerobic intervals to any, anything else. So the like, first important thing with that sort of side of things is to pin down what are you actually doing? Like what kind of interval training or what kind of conditioning are you actually doing? Because that's the information we need to know to know whether it's a good approach for you or not. Um, and then LIS is low intensity steady state. So things like going for a walk or um, maybe even a, a light jog, depending on how, how fit you are. Um, I think that all of the modalities that fall within that have their place and they're all great from a um, physiology perspective and an improving metrics perspective, but it's all about you know where, which is the most important tool for you, um, to your best suited to at that point in time in your journey. And um, yeah, I think that's the most important thing there is just, yeah, first of all, what are you actually doing at the moment? What is it? Is it hit? Is it some other kind of training? And then we go from there. So there's there's no right or wrong here. So I, I think this is quite important. What what I've just picked up from what you're saying, and especially like, well, what is, what is hit? I mean, is it like a 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off? Because that's what a lot of people do, right? Or 60 seconds on and, and two minutes off or whatever. From my my experience and actually doing HIT on a, a Wingate at university, you can't really do that for, for like more than 15 to 20 seconds without really wanting to throw up. And that was that was quite a horrific experience to be honest. But it's interesting because we do see that. And if we go back to the classes that you mentioned there, Stacey, there is a lot of these, you know, 30 seconds on, 60 seconds off, probably not true hit, but some form of interval uh, interval training like you mentioned. And I think what I think this is why it's so important to recognize that there's no right or wrong, that there's there's no good and bad when it comes to any form of exercise. But like you said about the application of it, it's so, so key to understand which modality is going to be important for you at any given time. So the way that I would look at it from a coaching perspective is, 
if somebody's coming in and their physiology is going to drive the program so the way that they are sleeping right now their digestion their ability to recover everything else that's going on in their life whether it be work and family their heart rate their blood pressure these metrics will give us a really good understanding as to what somebody needs right at the very start and where they could potentially move to within a journey and also we've got to think about it from a time perspective so somebody's got a 60 minute window where they can go out and walk or have a light jog then we could use that 60 minutes to do that real low intensity steady state work but if somebody's only got 30 minutes we probably want to get the same level of of obviously results from that 30 minutes as we want to get from the 60 minutes so we need to switch up the approach slightly it doesn't mean that you need to start doing sprints and uh, kind of you know crazy stuff with battle ropes and jumping up and down everywhere and doing all these plyometrics we probably just need to figure out well what can you get out of that and how can you recover from it so just understand your physiology is always going to drive the program in you don't just start jumping into a modality of training just because it looks cool and but i think coming back to recovery there recovery and, and risk management i think that's where Josie, I think you'd really be able to, to nail that kind of thought process. HIT is always going to, going to be more taxing on your body. And so obviously the recovery from that is going to take a lot longer than lists. So for example, like going out for a brisk walk or doing 40 minutes on the cross trainer, you're going to be able to recover from it a lot quicker than, for example, doing something like burpees, box, jump, box jumps, um, and also the the risk of injury is a lot less with LIS compared to HIT. But again, with the interval training, if if you're using um, something like a stationary equipment, so like a bike versus doing sprints, you're going to be less um, injury prone on a stationary bike versus um, doing jumping activities or anything where you're moving um, that impact off the ground. So you're able to recover more. And then if you are doing resistance training as well, if you're like not recovering well from resistance training, you're not recovering well from HIIT training, it's gonna impact just your stress levels um, and everything else in between as well. I think just logically speaking there as well, if somebody's coming into this process and they've been sedentary for a fair while, and they've been in a desk job or they've you know recently had children and i would say recently in the last five to ten years if you've had children you've not really done a lot of exercise probably doesn't make sense to go and start lifting a ton of weights or doing a load of you know plyometric movements where you're jumping on boxing and jumping off and all that sort of stuff so actually realizing well where has your body been for the last five to ten years and where do you need to start with it i, I think that's really really important so i'm glad that you've you've brought that up but also i think a lot of people get really fixated on a certain approach and they get really um, kind of backed into a corner to say this is the best one for fat loss. And we see this all the time, right? If you go on Google, if you go on YouTube and you type in high intensity interval training, it will always be labeled as this fat burning workout. So, I mean, John, why do people get so fixated on, on one approach? I don't know, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, it, they, they both have their own benefits um, and I think it's important to use both of them at the same time to complement each other. If we look at HIT, like you guys have already said, it's going to take a lot out of you with recovery. So say you did that on Monday, it might be a good idea on Tuesday to do a little bit more list just to aid that recovery and get you ready. But again, with what you guys have said, I wouldn't do HIT unless you're ready to do it. So maybe doing lists to start with for a couple of weeks or to 
you know, four weeks, however long it takes to get your, your health markers in a good spot, then you can start implementing a few uh, HIP kind of protocols. Um, but yeah, there's a bias, there is a bias and it's kind of what you read on the internet maybe or the people that you hang around with, but both have their benefits for health and fat loss. Um, so I think it's, it's important to take that into account, but be prepared to do, you know, get your body ready before you start going into any HIIT protocols. Just, I think this would be quite important to establish as well. I mean, what is LIS? Because, you know, high intensity interval training might be these interval kind of workouts, but what is LIS? And is, is LIS the same for everybody? Yeah, I mean, it, it can be something low intensity for a long period of time. Um, walking, if you can't walk, maybe you know, cycling. If you have a, a heart rate monitor and you have it around 120 to 100, 130 beats per minute for a long period of time, maybe 30 plus minutes, um, that's that's list. You know, that's list training. Um, and I think it's a great way to to at least, if you're a beginner, I think it's a fantastic way to start your journey off and then start implementing interval training, hit training, other other things. I like that, man. So this is actually quite an important one. So lists probably won't be the same for everyone. For some people going for a walk will get them into that kind of heart rate zone. For some people, like you said, getting on a bike and maybe pushing themselves a little bit more will get them into that heart rate zone, depending on how conditioned they are. But you see that the beauty of that is it's almost like there is a continuum here. And, and Chris, I'd like to come to you here. and Let's talk about this continuum. Yeah, you're going to have volume and intensity are going to be kind of your main sort of quantifying factors. Generally, where intensity is higher, volume is going to be lower. And where volume is higher, intensity is going to be lower. And it'll be, you will sit somewhere on that continuum in terms of what's most appropriate for you um, in your current situation in relation to your goals. And like you mentioned, your current circumstances will dictate kind of where on that continuum you need to be to be doing kind of, you know, lists or hit. So some people will be achieving different things at a lower end of that continuum if the sort of fitness level is a little bit lower. Whereas if you're in a, a better place and you're already coming in pretty fit, you're going to have to move along that continuum a little bit quicker. The goal generally would be most people are going to start kind of at the, the higher volume end, lower intensity, and then over time looking to move down that continuum so that intensity goes up, volume goes down, uh, which is going to aid in from a goal perspective, you know, the adaptations you're looking for. But long term, if we can reduce the time you need to spend doing conditioning work but getting the same, you know, and on more results, then that's going to benefit people hugely from a, a time-saving perspective. Yeah, so get them into a place where they can do more and they can recover from more and obviously achieve more within a short window of time. But don't start at that place. I think that's that's what we're saying here. Depending, obviously, on where you are right now. So go back to the individual, look at yourself, look at your metrics, look at your, your lifestyle, look at your health, look at where you're starting from and then build yourself into that continuum. So this has been really powerful. And I'm hoping that anybody who's listening to this today is taking on a lot of value from this and it's helping you decide which modality of, of exercise is going to be best for you to begin with, but also giving you a wider perspective of what is what, what is hit, what is list, and how you can incorporate it into your routine. If anybody's got any questions, as always, just reach out. Feel free to, to contact us, message us um, on Facebook, on Instagram, or even email us on info at druggycity.com. But look forward to hearing from you and have a powerful week. If you enjoyed this episode today, 
all I need from you is to subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, rate the podcast and review it. If you share this podcast to a friend or family member, you will be helping us in our mission to educate and inspire our community to positive change. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm incredibly grateful. And until next time, have a powerful week.